0: To small business. We're here. We're here today to have fun. Have fun with small businesses, and we define small businesses are from one to 25 employees. See, I'm having fun already, and I don't even start. You know, we, we uh, we're business coaches. Maximum Value Partners, our name, and we basically have started companies ourselves. My when I say we, it's my partner and I. My partner and coaching here for over 15 years. We've bought companies, we've sold companies, and we've coached people on how to really do the same thing. And we've been successful. We've developed some great programs, and we have fun doing this. We've developed one of the programs about how to uh, put the, the questions that you have every day into perspective here. And we call that the How Questions. And I'm here today with my partner, Adam Sunholder. Hello, Adam. Hello, By the way, Jack. My name's Jack Mancini. I forgot Hello, to say Jack
1: that. Mancini. Yes, we're, uh, we're here on, uh, on our weekly radio show of Dirty Secrets of Small Business, and we're here to share and talk about a how question or two of the week that we talk about that uh, many of our, our owners of small companies, which we define as anywhere from 1 to 25 employees is our typical focus, they're wrestling with a lot of different how questions about how to do different things. And there are certain topics that we're going to touch on numerous times you know, over the course of our shows as well because it's really hard to cover in depth in just an hour. Um, but uh, in any case, we're here every week from, uh, from noon to 1 Eastern, and we always like to invite you to be part of the show as well. If you have how questions you, 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 that are, you're kind of wrestling with, so to speak, and want to share or get our take on it, you can feel free to give us a call here in the studio. That number is 440 440- 946-9468 again 440-946-WINT uh, If you prefer to use email you can do that as well at radio at maximumvp.com or if you want to head over to our website at maximumvp.com forward slash how nice little form there for you to, to put your how question in there for us and we can get it on the radio and, and read it for you if you, if, if you prefer to do it that way as well always happy to do it but uh, as Jack mentioned we have Numerous how questions to draw from from our just our you know whether it be our 15 years together coaching small companies or our own personal careers of owning and operating companies as well we we kind of know what you're doing you're you're dealing with day to day and it's fun to give some of the insights and and share a lot of the stories that that we have because whatever you're 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 working with or or struggling with right now or whatever opportunities face you uh, many many people have been through those before and so we have we have a lot of those answers for you here today.
0: Sure, most most small business owners are perplexed with those how questions. How do I start? How do I really get going? Who do I talk to? How do I frame this stuff? How comes up so often in every business person's day. And we have been through the wars many times personally, as we said, and uh, coaching uh, just every day. So it's unlikely that you're going to have a how question that we can't add some pretty good flavor to. So Adam gave you the ways to contact us. Please feel free. Let's have some fun today. Fire away, Adam. What are we going to... Which how questions do you want to frame today?
1: I right, a couple. Of we were kind of bouncing around here. One's kind of revisiting one that we touched on a couple months back. That we want to kind of delve into a little bit more because we we're both thinking about it over the weekend. Which means it must be it must a good be the time right for time. it. That's right. Uh, which is how do I communicate or how do I get, get millennials to work together? Millennials are, are are big in the workforce right now, and it's rare that we talk to to an owner of a company who's not talking about um, not always in glowing terms about millennials. Um, and kind of tied into that is how do you how do you hold your team accountable, and kind of can be able to kind of tie those couple together here today. But uh,
0: it's it, it's talked about so often and often maligned, as you say, and uh, it it shouldn't be. It's one one of those generational issues with the economy and culture changing. It fits very well, so we we should have a pretty good talk about that today. Yeah,
1: it came, to, it came to the forefront. You know, I was at, a, at, at my weekly Rotary Club on Friday, Jack, and I had a presentation by a gal we, we both know by the name of Lisa Hudson, and she's a director of the Small Business Development uh, Center out at Lorain County Community College. Uh, and she was her topic was about millennials and millennials in the workforce. And a couple of interesting stats she had in there and I, you know, that I want to kind of just run by real quick because I think it gives some good perspective. And these are all from the Center for Generational Kinetics Sounds very official, does not it,
0: Boy, that sure does. Wait, let me ponder that here a minute. (laughs) Center (laughs) for...
1: Generational Kinetics. Okay. All right. You're
0: going to explain that a little bit. A little
1: bit. Yeah, I want to touch on some of those things. First of all, just from a framing standpoint, Jack, how old do you think millennials are?
0: 18 to 32.
1: That's pretty darn close. I got 17 to 35. So they were born from 1982 to 2000. All right. That's their range. Okay. That's millennials, okay? Also known as Generation Y. Jeez, what
0: happened to X?
1: That's X. Well, that's me. That's 1965 to 1981. I'm right smack in the middle of Generation X. And then you got Generation Z, which are the now folks, right? This, you know, usually they're creative. These scientists kind of ran out of names. You, know, you go from you go from uh, the tr- traditionalists, which were prior to 45, which is where you, you know, you're sneaking in. you got the boomers <laughs> from 46 <'46 laughs> to 64. So they have creative names. Also, they go to Generation X and Generation Y. Yeah, traditionalists were prior oh, to 1945. Okay. All right? And they have some good stats about kind of what you know, h- how these folks kind of view the world, you know, what have you. But, again, my point is, that, you know, they, they, they're creative, right? Traditionalists, baby boomers, then we go Gen X, <laughs> Gen Y, and, and Gen Z. So they're they doing a little better in terms of you know at least Gen Y. So let's go m- Millennials, whatever that means, right? And then the Gen Z, they're calling something down, else. <laughs>
0: how do, well, how Gen, th-
1: hold on, Gen Z, they're calling the iGen. You know, like like the iPhone or the iPad, they're calling the, the iGen. You know, okay, like, like, like the I I like So a lot people are getting screwed with the Gen Xers, Jack. That's all. You know, all they're referring to us as is Gen X. For you know, for us being me and, and folks of my ilk, <laughs> we don't get any creative name. We're just Gen X. So that's all right. So you millennials.
0: Feel by that? It probably no, I was it laughing. I was like, this is, uh, "This is funny how they <laughs>
1: kind of start getting you know, get more creative." So anyway, so uh, you know, th- it's important to start there because I, I think most people think of the you know twenty-somethings typically. You know, when she was asking that question on Friday, I was thinking more in the twenties. But the oldest millennials are thirty-five right now, and so they're kind of just starting to come into their own in terms of you know whether sure. they be employees of yours or folks who are taking over companies, starting companies. But they're starting to reach that prime of their career. So they, they aren't the new kids in the block, so to speak, anymore. They, they, they're they there, and they've been there for a while.
0: That's right. You can't you, you can't let them off with uh, rookie mistakes now. You know, 35 is, uh, you're getting old. <laughs>
1: well, hold on. So here's, a, here's another thing. What's always fun about 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 new generations or new times is we get to invent new words, okay? At least as far as I was concerned, this is inventing a new word. So one of the things that, that she mentioned was that, and this comes from that, that, that same, um, same study, was that, that these millennials, they are adulting later. They're adulting later.
0: Adulting. I never heard that term
1: before. Right. So we're making up new terms, right? What does that mean? Well, they aren't officially, in their minds, they don't become adults until age 30, <laughs> as opposed to, because you asked the question, well, you know, f- you know, who thinks people become adults at age 18? Kind of raise your hand. And some people, people raise their hand. Who says that, you know, 21, other, pe- other people are, are raising their hands. She goes, well, millennials think that you become adults about age 30. Age 30, which helps explain a lot about why, well, why it's not such a big deal to, you know, if you go away to school to come back and living with mom and dad at age 25 or 28. Sure, can, sure.
0: That never yeah. even
1: occurred to me as being, as being an option nor anything that would be desirable. But it's very, very common these days. So they, they refer to that term as adulting, adulting later.
0: <laughs> adulting. So yes. you, you were going to say, or maybe maybe you, you pulled that information, but uh, is there a standard? Who sets these definitions? Who sets these terms? How is that done?
1: In terms of just as far as what the, 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 the years are?
0: X and, yeah, what, what the categories are and the years. Is there a standard? Yeah, it's basically, uh,
1: it's basically every 16 to 18 years, and so I guess we're going to be coming to an end now with, with Gen Z or the iGen, that started in 2001. So I'm gonna guess the next year or two is when they're gonna—they'll cut it off every 14, 16, 18 years is when they no, kind of cut off generations. my
0: question is who's the they? They. Uh, yeah, that's an probably an the government body here. Of. Uh, yeah. it's probably, it's probably the <laughs> government to start with, Jack. That's a good
1: place to start. I don't have that data in here, but I'm gonna guess no okay. it's—whether you know, it be the the, the demographic studies—and who's who, who gets to officially name them? I don't yeah. know. It's probably they probably throw things out there and see what starts to stick, right? Like that's the first time I ever heard of the I-gen. It makes sense given all the I. Devices people sure, have. sure right? that
0: makes sense yeah I, I could see that so uh,
1: you know c- there's a couple of things too common misperception would you w- would you think that millennials are tech savvy would
0: I you would you? I would say yes okay. I would say they're tech savvy certainly yeah. if it, if uh, I'm comparing them to me so <laughs> <laughs> but I would say yeah the older chronologically you get the the less tech savvy generally speaking people
1: okay. are going to be so she made a distinction between tech savvy and tech dependent where most millennials are very tech dependent but are not so tech savvy I so guess the idea I mean, so yeah, the, 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 the definition on. of savvy being they understand how all this stuff works versus dependent meaning that they're always on their devices so they're always you know they, they always have their phone with them and they're they're texting or they're they're their snapchat and their Instaface and whatever you know whatever things that people are doing right well, they're dependent on their device, but they don't necessarily understand how it all works. Not like our firmware guys and those kind of folks that actually understand how these things work. Mm-hmm. Most of the millennials don't even understand how it works, but they're very dependent. So tech well, that dependent goes as up to, tech our, savvy. to
0: our our unscientific uh, assumption that probably 10% of, of the population basically is is uh, tech savvy. You know, we look at our clients. Oh, yeah. You know, it's those guys. Uh,
1: Imagine if things yeah. just work, right? That the they the understand. The that millennials are kind of that way in terms of, and they're probably much less patient than we are. I mean, they, they don't remember rotary phones having to
0: dial and go all the <laughs>
1: way around, right? Let alone, <laughs> let alone party lines on the phones or having to get up to change the channels and those kind of things. That's so, right. So, so they're, they're less the good patient days, that way. Huh? Right. That's
0: right. Much <laughs> less patient. Yeah.
1: So, so, this, yeah, so, yeah, so that's, a you know, again, just from, a, from an overall framework standpoint, just understand, again, ages, you know, 18 to 35 or 17 to 35 is kind of where they're at right now. So they're in the workforce and really more tech dependent. You know, that's, you know, that's part of who they are. If you, if you take away, you know, their devices, they almost kind of shut down because they're so dependent upon their devices, so to, 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 to be away from it. Very but, true, too. But they aren't they're necessarily more tech savvy than you. Again, you, know, you and I have been with a lot of pretty smart engineers and, and software you know, folks. We probably understand as much as most people do how this stuff kind of works, at least at a very we a high them, level, don't we? Yeah. 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 So that's um, <laughs> so from a framing standpoint. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk about the ways that, that, that they communicate as well. Okay. How they communicate can be very, very different than, than, than many of us. So stay tuned for that. We're going to delve more into the communicating with and dealing with, with the millennials and how do you kind of hold them accountable as well. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sunhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we can help you, a small business owner, 1 to 25 employees, get unstuck from that state of how. Give us a call. Stay tuned for
1: more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Most Valuable Player. That's a good way to think of us. We're business coaches, and we help you, a small business owner, one to twenty-five employees get unstuck from a state of how? Why don't you give us a call and see what we can do for you? I'm going to guess we could probably do some pretty good stuff.
1: Yes, we can. We help with a lot of different issues day to day. And what we're talking about uh, so far on today's show is how do you how do you understand and kind of deal with millennials better? Because they're a big part of the workforce these days. And it's a, a common challenge that, that 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 many folks have own companies. So if you want to participate in that, or if you have maybe some, some stories about millennial uh, stories you, you, that you'd like to share, maybe one of those things that you, you can't make up because it's true, but it seems almost too hard to believe kind of thing. If you have some of those stories you want to share, we'd absolutely love to hear those as, as it relates to millennials. Uh, you can reach us here in the studio at 440-946-9468. Again, that's 440 440- Nine four six W I N T.
0: Who, who gives Who gives millennials a bad rap? It seems like they're getting a bad rap in the workplace. They One do. Very it's, it's, uh, it's
1: It's rare that we mention that term to, to, to an owner. That That term, and not even owners. Anybody works for big corporations. If you mention that term, millennials, and people make that kind of sourpuss kind of face. It, it's really a oh, a, let me yeah. tell you how wonderful great <laughs> right, they are. Right? right. It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, well. I mean, why
0: is? that? Are you going to touch on that? I'll touch a little bit. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I guess I wasn't. You know. Is it that different than it was when all of a sudden, whether it be the boomers coming in or Gen, Gen X are coming in? I mean, no, there's, there's I don't always think kind so. of a, a that me-
0: generational uh, divide. I, I think it depends on who's wrapping the mi- millennials. Certainly not the millennials. So it's it's all the other generations that <laughs> there are some of those that are, uh, looking at at that and saying, "My God, you know, look at these people." But they're they're preparing themselves for the times. So as we fast forward 50 years from now. Uh, they're going to, as we look back, be appropriate for the times. Right. You know?
1: Well, th- yeah, there's always those generational divides. So let me touch. We, you know, we talked about, again, the, the overall ages. So the millennials are born from 1982 to 2000, so ages are 17 to 35. And uh, well, I was telling Jack during the break here, they're actually the biggest generation. That's there, interesting. There's 83.1 million that. of them, Jack. So they passed the boomers now, where they're they're the biggest. And supposedly, I, they they said this. I was a little bit skeptical that, that that they're the they control the most spending too, in terms of I think it's like over a trillion dollars in in spending. But I, I think they control it, which I mean, you know, again, because if many of them are living at home, and they aren't doing so well. They're probably influencing mom and dad to spend money as opposed <laughs> well, to spending they probably their own wouldn't money. Be right. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, they're, they, you know, they're they're influencing a lot of that stuff. So. As we're going to break, I was talking about how they communicate. Right. Okay. Right. So, <coughs> the top three ways that, that they communicate. Number one is texting. And okay. we see that a lot. And that's, you know, I enjoy texting. I know you do I too. I do
0: too. I would say that's probably most people's uh, preferred way on a personal basis. That's number basis. one. Yeah, okay. cool.
1: Number two is email. Now, email is a caveat to this, Jack. It's the subject line. So, if you have a poor or no subject line, Chances are they aren't going to pay much attention to it, or it's confusing because they don't want to go through reams of information to f- see what the whole email is about. So they're going to look at that subject line and see what, you know, what are you trying to communicate to me? Okay. All right. All right. So that that's number sense. two. So number one is texting. Number two is email, and uh, and number three is social media. Now this study is a couple years old. It's two thousand fifteen or uh, you know, two thousand fourteen. So. Oh,
0: what are you talking about when you say social media? Or oh, yeah, that's a thing. Define? Well,
1: they have a lot of different things that, that that are being used. You know, things like Facebook that we we're, we're talking about. It's mm-hmm. a bunch of old moms on Facebook, right? They they they've at least it's heard the, about the Facebook, the right?
0: <laughs> I think that's that's yeah. I think that's very true. You know, it's it's all family stuff for the most part, and old moms. Right. That's right. Well, they
1: mentioned like they, they, I mentioned before the, the the Gen Z, which is the i generation. Just to give you top social media sites, <laughs> 54% were on Vine, 52 on Instagram, 34% on Twitter, 15 on Pinterest, and 11% on on something called Periscope. So again, more than half see Facebook as being relevant, but one out of three, one out of three, never heard of LinkedIn. Now that's no surprise because this, this you know, these are folks who are sixteen and under, right? Thirty
0: percent so have never heard of LinkedIn. That's a, that's a, the
1: yeah. iGen, okay? So it's
0: okay. All right. Right.
1: All right. So from a framing standpoint, just a couple of those, you know, a couple of those things to kind of keep in mind when you're communicating with them. Again, so you, you, you probably noticed, Jack, that, that in that top three was not phone calls. Let's right? pick up the phone and call, and somebody was not in there. Face-to-face was not in there, right? We got texting. I got the email subject line. I've got the social media stuff. So the whole idea of, you know, sitting across the table and talking to somebody or, God forbid, pick up a phone and talk to, you know, and I've I've talked to people who have have teenagers or or college-age kids that, you know, I can call my kid and, and it'll go to voicemail. And I text them, and they answer right away. Right away. Right. So they're there. The, 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 the devices there, right. but they aren't picking up the the answer. It's almost like what? You know, what's the purpose of having a phone, or you know, you know they, they need <laughs> to talk? That was part of what I talked to my 13-year-old about. He doesn't really talk on the phone either, but he wanted a phone. Right? What do you need a phone for? You just you text or use social media. Something you know, you don't actually talk to people on the phone.
0: And that that's that's just getting uh, uh, the gap is getting bigger there too. Right. You know it. it uh, so those skills, which seem to be diminished, really aren't diminished. Again, I'll say it, they're they're preparing for the future here. That's how people will, will basically be communicating. Or will phone calls, personal one-on-one be rediscovered, like often happens when when you skip a generation? All of a sudden, yeah. Grandpa's way uh, finds its way into mainstream.
1: Sure, the idea of pen pals. I remember I used to write letters all the time to my, my now-wife, was at the time was my girlfriend in college, used to write letters. She has a box full of those letters, right? I mean, those are... They're probably all yellow by now. Kind of they're dated with <laughs> the age and that. But the idea of writing a letter to somebody,
0: amazing. How, yeah. Know,
1: so again, so whether it be in person or letters or or, or or phone calls, those are all those are more old school ways of communicating. Sure. Not necessarily sure. good or bad, but um, would certainly stand out and would um, can explain the awkward piece if you actually try to talk to a millennial on the phone or get the, you know sit down across the table from them. Well, they're probably sitting there with the device like this, Jack, and they're, kinda, they're, looking, you know, they're trying to talk to you and be on a device at the same time. Like, wait a minute. Put the device aside. Here's how you sit and talk to somebody, right? They, it's, uh, it has to be taught to them.
0: Well, you can see the frustration you know, with, the, with the generation, with the older generation. That's where millennials, again, start to get a bad rap because of the way they are communicating. And they're breaking norms. Not breaking norms. Changing norms it's uh, it's the technology is there to do it that way, and they're coming up uh, you know up through the ranks and it's much much easier from their world and quite frankly, things like texting texting seems to be the middle ground at least uh, from from my bridge the gap a little bit right yeah because yeah, uh, you, you can usually get pretty good response from all these generations, uh, pretty much all of them.
1: yeah, and it's easy enough to kind of do the, the idea of using any kind of messaging software like that is pretty simple. you don't have to have a different App, whether it be like a, you know Instagram, or even Facebook or Snapchat, or any of those things, where it's it, it's you almost have to learn a whole new thing. This is pretty simple. You you put the thing here and you type in a keyboard comes up, so it's again relatively straightforward. It's close to email. It's very similar sure, to email, at least what it sure. used to be. So uh, from if that's I think it, yeah, it helps to bridge those gaps. Yeah, you know, I've, n- I've never personally been on Instagram or Vine. I have things either. Well, you Vine, know, you're saying, is number one, number one preferred for, uh, f- social. Well, that's, f- that's for iGen. Yeah, that's for those folks. That's, for, the, that's, that's <laughs> for those kids that are 16 and under.
0: Okay. You
1: know, so things like that, and Snapchat and Instagram, you know, those are all very popular with those folks. Now, how, how many of those are going to be around? Who knows? There will probably be something else three years from now. That's part of what we've talked about. And that's part of the evolution of social media. But social media itself, as a communication tool, is here to stay. How they're communicating, what they're using, is going to change. You know the, the idea of like you know MySpace or you know, th- you know that was probably one of the original sure, social media way things. Way back, way back. Th- yeah. Does that exist <laughs> still? Probably somewhere. I mean, I, 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 you know, I don't know. If, are people still using that? Who knows? But you know, people still using you A- know AOL for email. That's been around for 25 years. Well, now, as right?
0: we said, millennials' top age here, 35. Yeah, you know, as you're getting older, wisdom isn't contained so much in elders as it is in Google. So you know that that advantage of being older in many cases. Uh, uh, is disappearing.
1: Guess <laughs> <laughs> you can Google everything. Ah, it's yeah, different that's hearing in right. stories firsthand, though. You know that.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's so. actually a
1: common thing she touched on with, <coughs> with iGens. Those again, those are those kids who are, who are probably 17 or 16 and under. They actually want to be mentored. They, 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 they like hearing stories from the older generation. So, that's not that being totally lost. But let's, we have to, had to break here right now, Jack. But I want to touch on a couple of things about ways to engage and attract and motivate some of these uh, millennials when we come back. I had some good ideas there as well. Okay, so, sounds good. So, stick around. Uh, when we
0: come back, we'll be touching on that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches, Maximum Value Partners, MVP is our company. And we love helping small business owners get unstuck from a state of how. Give us a call. Be part of the program. Stay
1: tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter,
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches, and we help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how. We're having a pretty good conversation here about millennials today. You know, good job, Adam, picking that good data up to kick around here a little bit. Add some, add some uh, fact, not alternate facts, uh, fact that uh, none of us knew. Well, certainly I didn't. None of us in this room.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we had a sense of it. That's why you know, I find it intriguing to kind of see. You know, we we have quite a bit of experience. I know most of our listeners have have, have experience as well. But often your experience relates to your company or your job as far as where you work. I mean, Jack and I have, have the, the good fortune that we engage with you know dozens of companies on a weekly basis, and so we see patterns like this. But it's always good to see that some of these stats are kind of coming out. again, it can add some, some um, third-party confirmation to stuff and help you understand that you're not going crazy with certain things as far as what you're seeing, what's going on. That's right. So that's kind of common trends out there. So we were kind of giving some, some some background here in, in, in the first half of the show. I think the second half of the show, Jack, I want to kind of help our listeners with um, you know ways to kind of you know whether it be engaged or attract or motivate some of the millennials how do you kind of use this information and, and and how do you start to put it into practice for your business because a lot of what they talk about are things that, that Jack that you and I coach our clients on, which we think are more common sense things are, are ways to to help motivate and, and, and attract and to kind of um, retain Good folks of all ages, whether they be millennials or Gen Xers or Gen Y or Boomers, whatever it might be, um, that you know, if you do these kind of things, they can be pretty good. It just happens I think that the the millennials are a little bit more vocal about stuff. You know, that's uh, that's one of the things that that's that's very important to them in terms of um, you know what's going to, um, th- why they want to be able, how that they like to to engage. So, as foreign as this might be, when we talk about especially if you talk to a boomer, and maybe e- even so for a Gen Xer, the idea of being able to to freely express how you feel or your opinion on something without fear of negative consequences. Now, that that part, to me, seems kind of naive. You might no, know, you that's, know, I read
0: that. that that's, that's how the workplace was way back when. Not only small business owners, but big corporate chieftains basically... Uh, would be be of the, the mindset that do as I say, not as I do. And millennials are finally coming to a point, like you say, they're more vocal and they really want those things. They've always wanted it, but they, you know, what what is it? You know, that to be able to, to have flex time, be able to leave uh, a half a day to spend a little bit with your family or go golfing or something. It just doesn't have to be the general manager or the owner. Everyone would like that. So what they're trying to incorporate is, hey, look, you know, we're part of the team. Why should you have all the fun? Let's uh, see if we can spread that around and have it work. And like you say, being vocal is the key to that. Right. So they want things like, like flex time and challenging, uh, you know, opportunities here. They, 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 they're, they're expressing themselves or trying to. They're taking care of themselves first, which often gets them in trouble, they seem to be a little too self-centered then, and that's where they get the bad raps right. rather than do what we like to see and focus hard on what's best for the company, not what's best for me.
1: Well, we'll tie it in. You know, again, come back to the Center for, for Generational Kinetics study I was talking about, Jack, and they, and they mentioned that they're not linear thinkers. They're more outcome-driven, which I'm thinking, okay, that's, that's it's what okay. we usually talk yeah. about. Focus on what the outcome's going to be, coming back to the idea of, 8 to 5 or 9 to 5, and how silly that sounds, right? Today, the, especially. Yeah, yeah, it, th- made,
0: it made sense 100 years ago with the Industrial Revolution to, to corral the, the workers, and, uh, but certainly, yeah, it's a day has come and gone.
1: So the idea, and we wrestle with a lot of owners about this very topic, right? And uh, the idea is, look, set deadlines, set, set the outcome. Hey, I want to have you know, this done by Thursday at 4 o'clock. Okay, now how they go about doing that? Just because they aren't there at two o'clock in the afternoon, you keep, where you can see them, all you care about is that deadline. Let's get those things done and agree on the, the the time it's going to be done. If they want to go, and if they, if they want to work from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m., God love them. That's you know, how, how they want to get things done. You should care as the owner or the manager that deadlines are being met, that that the desired outcome is there. And you know, again, if it you know, just because they you know, maybe it used to take eight or ten hours to do If somebody can get it done in three or four hours, that's okay, too.
0: That's a, You leave it up to them. That's very adult. That's what they're asking for, and by God, that's what they should get. And uh, you, you don't all of a sudden put on the paternal or maternal maternal hat and say, geez, Adam, uh, Adam's working way too many hours. I'm worried about it. No. Let them speak up on all fronts. One is, hey, I'd like to have some more free time to do what it is I want to do. And don't worry about me. You know, I'm a big boy or a big girl. I can take care of myself. So you keep piling stuff on and leave it up to them to tell you when they've had enough and want to back off. But they should be able to do the job, especially with technology today, be able to do the job that needs to be done. Usually the owner of a business isn't providing that direction in enough depth. And they're worried about things like micromanaging, whatever that means, hovering over somebody uh, I don't know what micromanaging <laughs> means; it's used <laughs> a lot, but it's a silly term as far as I'm concerned you You give people a lot of freedom and you hire good people who who want that and I think that's what creates a modern organization pretty much today.
1: Well, it touches on something else that's that helps engage millennials, Jack, and they want to have confidence in the leadership of the organization. Mm, yes. So if they don't have confidence that either A, that the, that the leader knows where they're going, that's where the outcome piece comes down. What are we trying to get to? So if I can see where, where we're trying to go, and they're very big in terms of kind of a mission and a purpose. So they want to have confidence that, that, the, that the leadership is leading them in the right direction. If they have good leadership, they'll follow it. So for a lot of the folks out there that are complaining about millennials, well, why don't you start, first of all, by looking at yourself? Mm-hmm. And the chances are they aren't maybe viewing you or maybe they're, they're viewing you incorrectly. They aren't seeing your leadership skills quite. You know, maybe they're seeing a, a, a curmudgeonly old man or woman here. You know, kind of an old steel guy, as you often refer to Jack, which, as opposed to that vibrant, look forward, charge the hill kind of leader that they'd like to
0: follow. That old curmudgeon doesn't have to be. <laughs> doesn't have to be chronologically old. Right. You could be thinking <laughs> he, that way, right? Th- th- that he or way. she can. Yeah, he or she. Can. <laughs> <laughs> can can be in that uh, crosshairs of 35 uh, 40ish so yeah you got to watch Grimudge and Lee <laughs> but it uh, it's out there that's for sure and as well, Adam said we refer to them as old steel guys and that's one of the <laughs> first places we often start with our
1: clients right if they're complaining about those kind of things it's like hey well let's, let's see what you're doing first cuz often it's the owners and the way they're communicating stuff and it could be again the way that, the, the way or how they're communicating stuff right again maybe they aren't using some of these tools or What's big for, for 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 millennials as well is they're very visual learners, so one of the their, their top social media sites, if I guess it fits there, would would, would be would be YouTube. They're big with YouTube. So seeing videos, and again to your point, they, they, they meant to go look to to, to to mentors. They're gonna go online. They're gonna YouTube something. That they, there's an answer there. Uh, they can sh- not only is the answer there, Makes but they're gonna show sense, me in a, in, you know, in a five minute video. Here's how you do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna. Lo- so you got to present things that way in terms of how they they want to
0: see it. Well, the big, the big thing, and we see it all the time with our coaching clients when we first start with them, is the, the very thing that you just said, Adam. They don't have a plan that can be articulated, and they haven't practiced articulating it if they do have a plan. So you're, you're hiring a good employee. You're hiring a, a millennial who has a good experience, good education, perfect background, and you aren't directing that person. And, and that lack of direction and, and especially clear direction with a little bit of give and take is really what everyone's looking for. And it's not an easy thing to do instinctively. Uh, somehow things will be done. Well, it's not true. Well, it is true, but they aren't done the way you'd like them to be done. And that's where the owner of the business has to really step forward and work on planning and communicating that plan and all the various aspects of it. And once you do that, you, you not only get direction for the company, but you get the respect you're looking for, and then you start to share the the bounty, the flex time, starting with that, and and the ability to share in profits and do things that you like. you know you, you've been through the wars, and here you are now uh, uh, basically you know sharing in, in the, the profits and what, what goes on, and that's what people are looking for today. So how do you do that? Right. Well, we know. We, we've counseled a number of people on how to do that and do it well. So millennials really aren't too bad, even though they're younger. No, that's why, that's <laughs> why, that's why, that's why I want to
1: point some of these things out again in, in terms of how it relates to, to again, what many people were, th- I think, thinking. And now they're just, again, they're, they're putting it more at the forefront. So here's one I know that, that just about everybody listening who's working with, with millennials can relate to. Okay? One of the things that, that millennials really like and what motivates them is feedback. Okay? Now, not just once in a while, do you realize that nearly half of the millennials would like to have weekly feedback,
0: Jack? <laughs> weekly. Yep, we okay. know that. We so, we know that uh, very well.
1: Well, so, re- so 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 recently, you know, one of the clients, Jack and I are working with, um, they have quite a few millennials who we are spent some time with, and unprompted. They gave feedback to us. They asked some questions around and gave us some unsolicited feedback, right? And this is after several months. How dare they do that? Right, no, it's okay. But it's like, okay so <laughs> no, that
0: was good. Yeah, that was no, good it's, for it's, us.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's it's good to hear that stuff to kind of know how you're doing, okay? Um, but it's not, you know, you know n- neither Jack nor I are millennials, so we aren't thinking that way or in terms of say hey, that's how we're used to, to being. But that's kind of normal for them. It almost seemed like it was long overdue for them to kind of give us some, you know, give us some feedback. But they've been asking for us too. How, how am I doing? How am I doing? I think, okay, well, we're only here for a, a few hours a week kind of thing, and they're asking us, right? Okay, versus what do they think about th- what the folks who they're there with day in and day out kind of thing. But it is a good example of that in terms of they, they want to know how they're doing. They don't want to have to guess or, well, you should know. You, you just be glad you have a job, Jack. That's how, that's that's how right? Yeah, right? so get out of my got, way. I gotta you got to go your paycheck last me. week, didn't you, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. So they don't like to kind of be that way. But, again, so they're asking for that feedback. So don't, don't look not look as a bad thing. Again, th- they want to know that, that they're doing well that's that, that, yeah, that, that, a two-way that's way street. That's yeah. the
0: best of all situations, yeah. you know. So, a
1: couple things to keep in mind. There, I, we have a few more here that we'll share with you here after our after our next break. Here again, uh, ways to kind of uh, motivate them, and then I want to touch on two, a couple things as far as ways to attract these folks. Again, keep in mind they're the biggest. Generation and they're the, the the future of your workforce. You've got to find ways to attract these folks so you don't miss out on these best candidates. So yeah, that's right. stay tuned to hear that. I'm Adam Sunhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches and we can help you get unstuck from a state of how. Stay
1: tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTRadio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Most Valuable Player. We're business coaches and we help owners of small companies defined as 1 to 25 people get unstuck from a state of how. And we can help you get unstuck. Give us a call. We, we like to have fun with our clients. and. We'd like to have fun with you if you engage us here. That's right.
1: We've got a few minutes left in today's show, so you want to reach us here. Or if not, you can get us next week as well. Uh, the number in the studio here is 440-946-9468. Again, we're here every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. Uh, if you miss us in the studio, you can also get us, when we're not in the studio, that number is 877-849-0670. And if you have a question or a how question or you want to share something that we're talking about today, uh, you can email us at radio at MaximumVP.com. So, uh, so you com- got,
0: you got a lot of stuff about millennials know. here. Good stuff. I do. So. It,
1: it relates to a lot of things that, we, that we've kind of talked about. So as I was saying, g- going, to, going to break here, Jack, in terms of being able to attract millennials, that's a big deal too because, again, they're, they're the future of the workforce. They're already in the workforce now, but there's going to be even more of them in the workforce. How do you attract these folks? That's and, a good um, question. As you might imagine, um, your online presence determines how they view you. And yeah, we have a marketing client. And they refer to this as opposed to the being the first impression they call us the zero impression. you know the idea being that they're already checking you out before they even reach out and and and, and, and want to talk to you so your online presence, your website, your social media sites okay you know whether you have them or not, one, if you do have them you know are, are they current or are were they set up months or years ago, and you haven't touched them since so they're going to look at your online presence and and judge you based on that. Yeah, if your online presence isn't isn't too attractive or kind of, curmudgeonly or old and stale and not uh, not you know 2017, well guess what, they aren't even going to reach you know they are going to raise their hand Jack and let you know that that they're out there. They're just going to kind of pass you on by.
0: Yeah, you think that's I, it? It makes sense, doesn't it? You know, your the, the the way they the way they operate, uh, basically, yeah, they aren't looking at the old way of doing business. And if that's what you reflect, the chances are they're just going to move right on, I even though you're you're advertising a good job. Well,
1: I don't think that's too different from from us, though. Too again, that's you know when I'm searching somebody, I hear about them. I usually check them out online first. I you know, I do personally. I just kind of see what see what they're about, and if if I don't. Like what I see, or doesn't quite me- mesh with me, I'm, I, I'm gonna kind of move on.
0: Well, I would now. I, if if I didn't, I'd uh, I'd br- bring those questions up when I'm talking to him on the phone. Wait, <laughs> so wait, I'm a phone a guy. Phone. What do you do? Yeah. What you so that it, it, uh, <laughs> that's that's uh, <laughs> how so I would make that that decision rather than just uh, cut it out. I would I would go that way, and right. that shows the generational issues that you're talking about.
1: All right. So when it comes to tracking, first of all, be very aware of your online presence. Okay. So assuming you've got that part down, if you, you've got your updated website, now key with key the updated website, folks, it's got to be mobile friendly, right? It's, you know, you got to be able to look at it on, on their mobile devices. So whether it be a phone or a tablet, but you know. Can't put his old clunky sites. You know, doesn't you know? Doesn't know that you're on the phone because you do that again, you're you're kind of gone. So let's assume you got that part down. You got that down. You got the, the, the whatever that's, latest you know, That's tools a big assumption, but okay. Let's assume you got that part down. You got that part down. Then it's coming down to okay, how do I attract? How do I get their attention? So a big thing for millennials, and we talk about this w- w- with most good people, is they want to know about personal and professional growth. How is what? the job that you're looking to hire them for, how's it gonna develop them personally and professionally?
0: Okay. That's All that's right? easy enough.
1: Now too many people we know this Jack, that too many people focus on money. What's the salary gonna be this and that? It's okay, money and salary is only one piece. One piece. And it isn't necessarily the most important piece of it. So things like personal and professional development the idea of perks you mentioned before about you know flex time or you know, you know abilities to, to to do different things or work from home or whatever yeah like they want or, they want know, good stuff like yeah. like everybody does those kind of things are very important to them. So as you're crafting that job description as far as what's kind of going to go out there, you got to make sure you put those things in there to make sure you're you're mm-hmm. touching so, on so why. So if I'm
0: the owner and we know they this they from personal about. experience, if I'm the owner and I'm giving all these things to attract the millennial, when is it when is it that they stand up for their responsibilities now and sell me on the fact that they're good. In other <laughs> words, I'm out there looking, and I serve yeah. them up. Now, where where do they have responsibility? Do we talk about that? That's what I think upsets a lot of people generationally, actually anything. Hey, it's all about me. Well, wait a minute, that's okay. So here comes the old curmudgeon's coming now? out. Or,
1: okay, Jack, good. All right, so Jack's role playing an old curmudgeon here, which is good. So <laughs> much like any kind of marketing that we talk about, You've got to go where they are. Right? You can't just stand in the street corner yelling to the top of your lungs when your market's not there. They're inside the building. Okay? They aren't going to hear you inside the building, Jack. You've got to get in the building with them. So part of what we're talking about here is make sure you get inside the building with these folks, getting get to where they're at to then get your message heard. Then, then they engage. Once they start to engage with you, then you, can, you, you, you have them now sell you and why they're going to be good for what you're trying to do. But you've got to be where they're at, or else they aren't going to hear you.
0: No, I understand. Right? So if, no, if, you're, if you're making placing, a good point. If you're
1: placing ads, in, you know, in, in the newspaper, God forbid. Okay, most of these folks have probably yeah, never even touched a newspaper, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> never right. touched those things, right? But there are other online places with things where th- where they're going to look and be be aware of stuff. So, so being be able to be where they're at, but you also want to make it easy. One, one of the great tips that uh, was mentioned uh, you know, d- during this talk last time, uh, last week by by Lisa was. There are tools that are available now to make it easy to fill out kind of that job application, to where it'll link to things like like your LinkedIn profile. Like, you know, they don't have to bother having to kind of put things in multiple times. If you can have thing, push a button, go to my everything my, will my, be my, there, my, there yeah, for that makes sense, doesn't it? Right? Sure. So some of those simple kind of tools that are out there make it easy for them to be able to apply. Don't make them spend you know half an hour putting all their stuff in. Now, it's simple. Again, to, to me, I'm thinking, wait a minute. I'm you know, going back to the days of having to apply to college, everything else. Okay, we got a do the same application 20 times. What a pain in the butt, right? Yeah. Well, back in the day when you had typewriters, yeah, you didn't have the ability to do that kind of stuff, right? Well, nowadays you, you can. So make it easy for them. Make it easy for them. Again, this is, again, getting them in. Then the, the way you interview and talk to them, you know, to your, to, to, your, to your point, Jack, that's when you start to kind of screen them out to see if they are good. But we've got to be able to find them. So chances are many of the owners are missing a lot of the good candidates because either they, they aren't online you know, from the from from the, the right places, website and, and the different social media sites, or when they come to find you, you're making a two-hour reply, or you aren't talking about the right things, about what they well, care about.
0: It com- you know, really isn't getting complicated. You, gotta, you have to uh, jump over those humps and, and basically get it in place. And, yeah, it, it overall is much easier to handle the whole employment process if you have all that stuff linked. You mentioned typewriters. Yeah. A little random thought just rolled sure. through my mind here. Jerry Seinfeld, he <laughs> collects old typewriters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean they go way back to the first typewriters. They're big collector items for all that's worth. But I uh, believe it. And to to try to to think I think everyone that. think people know what a millennials know what's certainly the lower end of millennials. Think they know what typewriters are? Yeah, well, uh,
1: and if not, they, they can they can certainly YouTube and, and see, see see some videos of being <laughs> used, Jack. But <laughs> the question is, ha- have they ever actually used one? Probably not.
0: Probably not. Probably
1: not. Yeah, I was probably the last gen- the, the Gen Xers are probably the last ones to have to do that. And I was talking to somebody the other day. He, he's a he's a boomer. He mentioned, yeah, to do you know do paperwork. We had the uh, you had the word processor. He goes, then you you forgot a paragraph, and yeah, you at the end of your t- i got to start up start again. All start over all over again, again right? That's right. To just or cut you get white out. Right? You get white out. then get white out the whole thing. I mean, it's a paragraph that I'm missing you know, for paragraph two, Jack. I mean, I'll just start from scratch, you know. So, again, a lot of the things that are there have made things a lot easier and uh, you know, much more efficient that way. And, again, if, if you're of the belief that maybe, you know, even though this is the, the biggest generation right now, but maybe they aren't as worthy to, to be able to work in your place, well, you got to make sure you're, you're finding those best candidates. Otherwise, you're going to find a, a bunch of the bozos. You want to find the good folks. And so doing some simple things like that, but putting your marketing hat on. Think about it from a marketing standpoint. How do you find them? And you've got to be able to sell and, I'm, I'm and present you and your company the opportunity to them as much as they got to present themselves to you. You've got to do it first. You've got to lead that way in terms of helping to, to, to be able to bring them in.
0: Yeah, I'm going to guess so many, so many owners just don't realize that and then how to, uh, how to gear up for it and how to make those those fundamental changes yes so very good yeah you
1: know, part of part to highlight today i think hope that's what we as a wrap up the show here today jack is there really isn't a lot of differences i don't think it's more about communication as we often talk about and how things are communicated but good people want the same kind of things they want to understand what the outcome is going to be they want to know that, that they're appreciated they want to know that that, that that they're going to develop you know both personally and professionally they they, they want to enjoy their work that's a big part of it too you're having fun what's wrong with having you know enjoying your work
0: that's right that's you know, so, no, it, a big th- part of it these are it, all things it, it i think people want
1: yeah the millennials are just more vocal about it and they also share and talk about it more again we have the the tools to share and talk about now so they're constantly talking to people about things That's how they are so so anyways that's our 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 show today for for, for the millennials and how to kind of work with them and find yeah, we them could all pick kind of this stuff.
0: up again one of these weeks here one of these mondays here
1: well, I want to thank you for being a part of our show here today and join us here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're here every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. If you have questions before, you can sh- shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 877-849-0670. You
0: know, at MVP, we, we basically uh, have great relationships with our clients. And over 15 years, we've been able to establish a, a process that pretty much guarantees success if you stick with it. We'd love to be talking to you, and we'd love you to be part of our show in the future here. Learn more
1: more dirty secrets of small business next Monday at noon. Thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.